This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. This sermon is going to help us to get, amen, moving in the Holy Ghost. Divine mobilization is what the Holy Ghost is after, that we need to get busy doing the will of the Lord. But there's baggage in the way, and God's got to, amen, prove us. Prove us. I'm thinking about people that work with metal. They work with gold and silver, and they're trying to prove it. What are they doing? Getting rid of stuff that shouldn't be, shouldn't be on it, shouldn't be in it. Burning up the, the, the dirt, amen? They want the, the, the gold to shine. They want it to be clean. They want the silver to be clean. It's got to shine. There's dirt that's causing it not to shine right. There's stuff in us that needs to be, amen, dealt with so that God will enable us by his spirit to help us to shine right. Amen. Thank God, thank God, because it's time out for us tried and true, quote unquote, saints, hogging up the population of the altar. We need to be able to grow up and get out of the way and let some new souls get to the altar. Amen. We ought not be, amen, learning our ABCs still. Amen. My God, we're little building blocks. Amen. Still in the nursery class. My God, time for us to spiritually grow up. I know we got some chronological age where we have a certain age because we had a lot of birthdays. And we can't sing the little kid song like we sing in class. Are you one? Are you two? Are you three? We'll be there all day. Thank God. But it's time for us to now let our spirit man grow up. Because sometimes your body, the stature is there. Amen. But the wisdom and the knowledge is not there. The Holy Ghost didn't finish, amen, wasn't allowed to finish your emotional state, how you think, how you feel, what you want to do, amen? So I want to come in and help us grow up from the inside, amen, so that uh, we can now have a maturity in the spirit so God can move the way he needs to move in his church and our giftings will flow and we won't be like that car that need a tune-up. We could fly down, amen, amen. Go through troops, leap over walls. God's gonna bless us to move. Get something done, amen. Romans 6.13 says, neither yield ye your members, that means every part of you, who you are, Body, soul, and spirit, everything within me, blessed and praise the Lord. You know that scripture? So your members, it's you. What makes you? You. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, my God, but yield, give yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. You see, people of God, we're, we're, we're in this age-old conflict still between God and spirits that oppose him. But God wants to come in like a mighty Russian wind today. And amen. Where the devil's trying to impede our progress, God's going to come in and block the devil so we could go in for the touchdown. Go ahead and make that home run. Amen. Go ahead and win the finals in the NBA. Oh, my mind on the, on the basketball. My God. My God, my God, y'all, 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 I need more men in the house. But we know the enemy will come in and try to stop and block you, right? But God wants to come in that he'll block the enemy so we can make some progress. How many want to make some progress? Now, you know, we got to make progress before Jesus cracked the sky. He's looking for fruitfulness. Amen. Father God, give us fruitfulness through this message, I pray. Don't let the devil block us, Lord. Open our ears, the spiritual ears, and and continue to harrow the soil of our soul. Get it ready for the seed of faith. And may, oh God, that former rain that fell in worship, oh God, help to get that ground ready and the environment conducive in our soul that when this seed falls, it will sprout, it will germinate. It will cause much fruit. Jesus is coming back for much fruit. Hallelujah. And that's who he's coming back for, the church that's been prepared. We must be rendering much fruit. Help us to do it, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So get ready, amen, to receive. Because there are spirits out here in this world, in the spiritual realm. They're seeking, amen, to abide in our minds. He, 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 the devil began to work in the sons and daughters, first in, in Adam and Eve, and then in the sons and daughters of Eve, who are namely all of us. 
we're the sons and daughters of Eve and Adam. Amen. So um, the leader of all rebellious spirits, who is Satan, has uh, deliberate strategies. Somebody help me be a theologian. Say deliberate strategies. Amen. He, I mean, he mean to do bad to you. He want to do bad and he's planning on how to do it. He's the enemy. He's a stealer. He's a killer. He's a liar. Creator of lies. And I told a little girl in my class just this week, she go to church, little Spanish girl. When some little kids act up, she look around and she look at me. She said, Diablo. She said, the devil's in that kid. <laughs> I said, I whisper and I, I do mouth language. I said, Di- Diablo. She's like shaking her head. Yes. <laughs> and some are crying. They don't get the point. They're getting all scared. She don't be scared. I think she'd be praying in her heart. And uh, the Holy Ghost be helping me to deal with those Diablos in the, in the room. Amen. Thank God. Because the, the devil has deliberate strategies. He, he, he knows how to be cunning. And I told her, because she, she thought the devil was just, you know, with horns, he's ugly, he's all of that pitchfork and the whole night. I said, no, the devil is pretty. She's like, huh? I said, yeah, how else he going to fool us? I said, he's trying to be, look good, smell good, taste good, all of that, sound good, you know? It's like Barry White with a good old cologne on. How you doing, girl? The devil, that's how he is. Amen. Or whatever you need, the devil going to try to figure out what you want from your heart. Because what? We are drawn and enticed by the lust that's in us. And lust is not necessarily a bad word. It's really a general word, but we use it so much for evil that we forget that the spirit lusteth against the flesh and the flesh lusteth against the spirit. We pass by that scripture. Wait, hold. I said, er, hold on, skirt. The Holy Ghost lusts. I said, oh, lust is necessarily not bad. So when you look into the Greek, it's talking about your ambitions and stuff you want. Shouldn't your heart be set at the right hand of the throne of God where Christ sits? Amen. Because your heart is, your home is where you what, where your heart is. And we need to place our affections on what, like the scripture said, things above. That's where Christ sits at the right hand of the throne of God. We want the throne of God wisdom. To move us, not the devil's deliberate strategies, because they come to frustrate the development of your God-given faith, hope, and love. However, if you want, you can defend yourself against the devil's onslaught of defiance, because he's got a whole army that's going against the move of God. This message is a prophetic station break in our series, uh, if you will, which will review uh, and reemphasize the the qualifying mindset of a true Christian uh, warrior. Are you a true Christian? Are you in battle, though? A lot of people say they're Christians, but they're not true. And then some who are true Christians aren't in battle. They're just cozy our little Western Hemispherean spoiled Christendom. We're, you know, privileged and we have this nation that lets us worship how we want and we got a Bible on every shelf, which we don't read, you know. Um, and there are countries that are trying to get a Bible that if their government knew they were trying to get a Bible, it would cut their head, their hands off, cut their legs off, beat little kids in the knee with hammers saying, hate Jesus. Some of this stuff is going on in the world. But, oh, but we're cozy. We don't pray for them. We're supposed to pray for our brothers and sisters. We are cozy in America. We think that there is no kind of catastrophes going on. There's nothing, nobody going through like that. But we need to look around. Yes, because there are people going through these things. There are modern-day martyrs dying for the cause of Christ. While we would die if anybody catch us praying, oh, we want to be with the status quo. We got to be cool like everybody else. Are you, aren't you a Christian? Uh-huh, me? No, not me. Couldn't be. Not me. Then who? You know, playing little kid games. But God wants us to become true Christian warriors. Why? Because such a warrior must have a positive encounter with the living truth. I say capital L, capital T, living truth, making it a person. You know his name, Jesus, not just Savior. He takes you out of a mess, and then we say, all right, you saved me. That's good enough. Don't try to be Lord. Now, that's a little bit too much. You saved me, got me out of that pit. Thank you. All right, move on. Let me live my life now. No, he's supposed to be what? 
Lord, Lord of some, oh Lord of all, my bank account, oh yeah, mm-hmm. above my belt, yeah baby, what about below my belt, mm-hmm. even more so, yeah, my whole torso belongs to God, yes, my whole torso belongs to God, Lord what of all, yes, your little black book and the big one too, all, Thank God it all belongs to God. God wants to make us true warriors. We got to live for, be transformed by the living truth, Jesus. But we can't do that until we what? Submit, amen, as his lifelong student and pass his test. It's an assessment from heaven. It's called the test of the yielded and shielded. Let's talk about that right quick. The what? The test of the yielded and shielded. Are you in God's school? I hope so. We serve God who's everywhere, who knows all, who's the the, uh, omnipotent God. He's all powerful. We're supposed to submit to him. But he's going to give us a test. Amen. He doesn't tempt us like the devil, but he will test us. He will give you the test. And I told my students, uh, uh, when the test comes, I can't help you. You better listen right now. We're having all these lessons leading up to the test. And on test day, people forgot all them lessons and questions and answers and homework and stuff, which some of them didn't do the homework right. <laughs> so when the test came and they didn't ask questions during, you know, uh, the lessons and then the test came. They fussing at me. Oh, I had baseball. I had this and I had that. I'm too busy. But the test came. And then they want to raise their hand. Uh, I don't get number number three. Um, I was like, oh, number three, huh? Oh, you don't get it? You're on your own. Teacher put the hand up and walk away. Is that a mean teacher? No. Did the teacher give everything the student is supposed to have? Yes. Did the student, you know, engulf all of it? No. It's up to us to take in what God is saying in his word, but we don't always do it. God said, pray without ceasing. But sometimes we want to get to the Boogaloo Boulevard. We don't got time for prayer then. Turn the prayer off. You know, you know. And we want to get digits from girls. We want to do all kind of stuff, men. Yes, Lord. And girls, we, we, want, to, we want to be like that flower and, and, and get some bees buzzing around us. Come, I got, I got your pollen, baby. Yes, I do. Buzz on, buzz boy. You better buzz. My God, my God. It's going on. It's getting warm now. It's unseasonably mild today, 80 degrees. It shouldn't even be. There's a little heat wave going on. I've seen folks dropping it like it's hot out there. My God, running around with strings on and stuff. My God, this is what goes on. This is what goes on in the world. And, oh, did I say the world? I mean, and in the house of God, but not the real house of God. House of God is the people of God, born again, amen, spiritually born again. That's the house. Like they say, house of David. You know, all his cousins and nieces and nephews and all of them, and all of the grandmamas and all of them. That's the house of David. We're supposed to be the what? House of God. Are you in the line of Adam and going down to Abel and, and Seth and all of them? And keep coming, amen, and the line of David, the, the, the Davidic covenant, amen. Keep on going until you get to the throne of Jesus. Are you one of them? Are you, uh, is your father, Father Abraham, remember that song we used to sing? Father Abraham had what? Many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I'm one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Amen. We need to know whose we are. We got to get an understanding of how we're supposed to be qualified warriors. God needs us to study, do all of our homework, pray the way we're supposed to, get into the Holy Ghost the way we're supposed to. And anyone who claims to love the gospel message should never forget Matthew 28, 19 and 20, because God is a king. Kings have commandments. And Jesus is commanding his troops, his soldiers, his students, amen, about the eternal uh, holiness, because he's the general, he's the eternal general of holiness. And all of us who are supposed to be his soldiers, we got to go and what teach whatever he exclusively commands for us to teach. But you know, folks are teaching erroneous things today. 
And folks are confused. Thank God. We may have changed for the hour that's prophetically happening right now and say, you know, we may not have a quote unquote Sunday school, but we still got teaching going on. Thank God. And a lot of times you're going to have to zoom in because of what COVID is doing. Amen. And if you can't zoom, you can still dial the number and listen because God said you got the amen. I have that, that, that listening ear in the spirit. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can still hear the word of God. We, be, we may zoom, but you can still call the number listed and still listen. Amen. And take notes because we're going to be doing the church school lesson on Wednesday. This, this coming Wednesday. I'm not sure uh, if it's going to stay that way, but it might. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. But God said, yes, we got to be ready to hear the lessons of our teacher, Jesus Christ. You cannot say that you have fellowship with him as your Lord if you seek after unstableness and we're seeking things that are not, amen, eternal. We're seeking earthly things, earthly pleasures. And sometimes we begin to work for darkness and don't even know it. We stopped working for light and started working for darkness. We made a switch, didn't even know when it happened. All of a sudden, we're unstable, and now we're searching after unstable folks. And then the devil's going to take our mind and tweak it. Just a little bit. That's how he does. You can have a ship going off by just one little degree, and it'll take time for you to know that it's off. It seems like it's on course, but you're one degree off, and by the time the end of that road comes, you're way off. It seems right, right? The Bible said that. There's a way that what? Seems right. But what's going to happen in the end? Destruction. Y'all with me? Hallelujah. Thank God. We don't want to go the way of the devil because he, don't, he doesn't make it blatant all the time. He, do, he does a little, slight little incremental little change. Something we tolerate. Something we think it's okay. Everybody's doing it. But we forgot the scripture. Broad is the way that leads to what? Destruction. Everybody's in there. Yeah, there's a popular way. Few there be that find the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. Anyhow. But we got to go the way of the teacher, no matter how arbitrary it seems like we're by ourselves, obscure. Nobody else is there. Why are we by ourselves? Oh, it must be better over there. It's, un- it's more anointed. See, the devil got his own definition of what anointed means. Anointed means everybody there and it's bumping. It's lit, baby. Everybody's there. And then, uh, but you look around, amen, no one's being changed by the transforming power of God's word. They're not, amen, being revived by the Holy Spirit from the word of God. Why? Because it's not the word of God no more. It's their word. They added things. They took things away. They're not being taught by God anymore. They're being taught by their own traditions. My God. We can't say that we have fellowship with the Lord when we are walking in unstable ways. Now we have a duality. We can say hallelujah with the best of them, but we can boogaloo over here with the best of them. And now we got both worlds and we're trying to juggle all of that. Juggle it, juggle it. Manage your sin. That's what people are doing. They're into sin management now. You can amen. Juggle. And then after a while, though, you keep on trying to juggle like that. You're going to run out and you're going to amen, get all confused. You're going to forget how to juggle because it's too much stuff. And you're going to forget what you said the day before. And now something's going to amen, cause you to have a crash. And then all your stuff going to be exposed. My God. See, but God's grace will cover a what multitude of sin. In other words, he ain't going to let you show your sinful draws to nobody. God's going to cover, patch you up so nobody can see your sinful draw. God going to cover you up. Cover me, thou great Jehovah. Cover me up, Lord. But he don't want you to be like Satan. Satan got a different cover. Oh, you can be undercover. Oh, you could be a spy from hell. Uh, nobody, I'm stealth. Nobody knows that I'm doing what I am doing. While God is shining a bright light from heaven and all the real people of God can see all your draws. One mother in the church, Baptist church, I was a young man playing instruments in the house of God. Drums was my thing, mostly. And... uh So I was starting college, you know, 
camp is not that far away, so I could drive to church. So I tried and went into the little bar there, they dancing in there, and I'm trying to hold my little drink. I put apple juice with, with seven up, looked like a fizz was in there, looked like champagne. Uh, but somebody was like, you look like you're ready to go to Sunday school. I said, what in the world? How, how I look, how you see that? The devil know their, know their own. My God, the Christians should know their own, but you can't tell anymore because hardly anybody walking in the spirit, Harley. My God. But I tried to do that. I went in there and then that night and then the next morning go to church and play the drums in there. And one mother tugged on me. I said, I'm trying to get to the drums. She said, son, come in here a second. I said, oh, gosh, here we go. These annoying mothers. Here they go. Here they go. She said, you look like you straddling the fence. I said, oh, my God. She got me with one sentence. I said, oh, my God. I thought I could hide in this thing, be undercover. And the devil said, no, God's got a shining light and souls, amen, are not going to be able to hide, amen. Thank God, God's going to shine a light from heaven. You think you're going to find a hiding place, but there's not going to be a hiding place. Because there's going to be no excuse when the righteous judge gets you in front of his throne. Amen. You're not going to have, amen, and the wherewithal to say, no, God, I was over here doing this. You must have missed that one, Lord. No. God sees all. And he got folks that he wakes up and lets them see some of your stuff. Amen. And he'll let the other one see the other part that the other one didn't see. Amen. You're not going to be able to hide. Amen. You may as well get right. Get it right. Amen. We don't want instability. 1 John 2, 16 and 17 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust does also. But he that doeth the will of God does what? Abides forever. So sometimes the devil will lure us to do all of this stuff that seems right, seems better, seems more fun. And uh, but it's all going to be something that's bringing destruction. It's a death trap. And we are thinking we're living the best life ever, but we're living a death trap. And you know what? We're born and shaped in iniquity. Didn't the Bible say that? Guess what? We're born on death row. And some of us are trying to use the devil's drugs of, you know, I'm in the status quo. Everybody knows me. Everybody knows my name, you know, and we are thinking that everything's all right, but it's not all right. Amen. Y'all with me? And, and I got another scripture, Jude 11. That's not the chapter. That's a verse because Jude only has one chapter. In case y'all looking for chapter two in, in Jude, don't do it. You passed by one, you, you passed out of Jude. Now you're in the book of the Revelation. Amen. <laughs> Thank God. So Jude 11 says, woe unto them. And he's talking about false teachers. People who are changing the Bible, you know. For they have gone in the way of Cain. He didn't say gone in the way of Abel. Abel was doing right. Gone in the way of who? Cain. Cain, he think he could do whatever he want, whenever he want to do it and take God's things and do whatever else and give God a little trinket. You know, that's his worship. Give God a little trinket. God, you should be appeased. I gave you something. Gosh, that's not in the spirit of God, is it? No. See, woe to them. Those false teachers have gone the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for a reward. Remember Balaam hired by uh, the king of Moab, uh, 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 Balak, right? And um, he was hired to bring a curse, pronounce a curse on Israel. Uh, even though he took the money and was getting ready to do all that, he riding the donkey, just going to go ahead and do that thing. And, and, and then God had one of his fiery uh, sword yielding angels right there in the spirit. The donkey could see in the spirit and he can't. Amen. God took the dumb donkey and made him talk. Amen. He took the dumb, you know what, in the King James Version. Uh, we, we, we in the NLT, donkey, I'll be nice. Thank God. He, he not smarter than a dumb donkey. Thank God. He saw it. He going to smack the donkey three times. Stop. Go ahead. I said, go. He said, don't you see the angel there, man? What you doing? Why are you hitting me all the, like, like, you know, made the donkey talk. 
But this man, you know, he, he going to get a reward. He going to curse. No, but God put words in his mouth that he intend, didn't intend on doing. He said, I cur- bless Israel. And the king that paid him, he said, wait a minute, you supposed to be cursing him. Yeah, the Holy Ghost made him say the right thing. A man of God that's not doing the will of God, a shame. But God said, you're going to do my will today because <laughs> blessed is Israel. He was making them go through something and he wasn't going to let them miss a beat. They was going to keep in step with the will of God. Amen. And not no Balaam hired to do some other false prophecy is going to stop them. Amen. So these false teachers today, they're doing just like Balaam, greedy, getting paid. I got to get paid. They don't even care about the souls. They'll preach you happy and could care about your soul because a lot of folks shouting in church is going to end up in hell because they're just going on emotions and going to the music. You could get that in the club. Certain emotions and songs make you cry and make you move. Y'all saw that 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 movie, The Great Debaters. My soul is witness. He in there shouting and stuff in the juke joint. My God, it wasn't the Holy Ghost. Woe unto them! It says here in the last part of this verse. And the, the false teachers perish in the gainsaying of Corey, the cousin, my God, of, of Moses. They were, amen, sowing seeds of discord against the leaders of God. Amen. Even Moses's mother couldn't raise her hand against her own son because he's what? The, uh, uh, the anointed what? Man of God. God said, do the prophet no harm. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to pray for your own, amen, close folk, amen. And David wrote about it in the psalm. He said, if my enemy, you know, had looked like an enemy, I would have been ready for him. But it was you, my brother, the one that went to church with me, the one that walked up to the offering plate, put the offering in, the one singing songs and clapping the hand in church. David wrote about it. The devil comes in all forms. I'm trying to tell my little girl in my class, you know, the devil comes cute. The devil comes, the devil wears Prada, okay? Thank God. <laughs> uh, you got to be ready for the devil. You got to know who he is and what he is capable of. My God, so you could fight what? The good fight of faith. Beware of the lust of the flesh and the eye and the pride of life. The wayward spirits of Cain, Balaam, and Korah. That's what that is. The what? Lust of the what? Flesh, eye, and the pride of life. The flesh is Cain. He went after the flesh. Balaam, looking at what the eye can, can behold and get. And pride, Korah. He, wanted, Korah. he wanted power. He wanted to be in charge. My God, he wanted that pride of life. We cannot expect to be blessed of the Lord while we are lovers of carnality, money, and power, y'all. If anyone submits to the spirits, and they still exist through the enemy, uh, the spirits of Cain, that kind of mentality Cain had, Balaam had, and Korah had, instead of to the mind of Jesus, they have not completely accepted Christ in their whole heart. They have left a compartment for for Cain, Balaam, and Korah. They got a little room in the house. You can't let the devil have a room in your house, no. Because after a while, they want to take over the whole house. They used to have that saying when I was a little boy down in Florida. Don't let the devil ride because after a while, he's going to want to drive. My God, my God. See, uh, being found out of uniform, you could be found out of uniform. Like they have in the army, you can't be found out of uniform. You better have your uniform on. Soldier, you are out of uniform. They get you. You could be found out of uniform by Jesus, right? That means that you still must complete his boot camp training before you can be anointed to represent him. So many are, quote unquote, representing him and God has not sent them. I can tell because I've been in Jesus's class a long time now, like Andre Crouch, saved since nine years old. My God, walking with Jesus. Amen. And I could tell when what Jesus wants and what he, you know, what he's trying to get us to do. And I see what folks are doing. And I'm like, you are none of Christ's. You cannot say that you have fellowship with him when you're doing all of that dark stuff. No way. 
Thank God, I felt like Jeremiah. Long time ago, I don't know if my mama remember that. She said, I was like, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. And you know, I, I'm going through what I'm going through, but I'm still trying to hold on to holiness. Amen. Thank God, sometimes I felt alone. She saw my spirit in high school. I was alone a lot. Thank God, trying to live saved, my God. But you got to keep on keeping on in Jesus, because Jesus is the best friend I ever had. He never let me down. Hallelujah. Thank God. Oh, hallelujah. You didn't stab me in the back. Thought I had puppy love. No, I thought I had real love, but it was puppy love. Thank God. Then one of my best friends from high school took my little puppy love and they went on down the street. My God, my mother could have got me. She could have said, I told you so, but she didn't do it. Amen. She just kind of comforted me. Amen. But she was giving me a little warning. She said, I don't know about that girl, this and that and other thing. I said, no, you're just trying to make me stop making me, let me have my fun. You're trying to stop my fun, mother. I try to give my little speech, teenage speech. But, but I got found out. Thank God, thank God. And now I got the real, the real love of my life. She not no puppy love. Somebody tried to call us that. We walking up the steps of King's Temple one time in the service with hands, holding hands and amen, about to be fiancés and whatnot. Thank God. And then somebody sung that little decrepit song. And he called it puppy love. I said, this ain't no puppy love. Thank God. Thank God. I got the real love of my life. Thank God. First was Jesus, the real love of my life. And then he enabled me to see, amen, my earthly love. Jesus gave me Lisa. Hey, hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. And God put us together so nobody could put us asunder because God put us together. It wasn't the flesh putting us together. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost put us together. Hallelujah. It wasn't no witchcraft. It was the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank God. We're almost done. I'm going to give you five safeguards of Christian offense. Y'all heard of defense where you block the enemy? We need some offense where we could make a touchdown, amen, or, or slice the devil's head off like David. That's offense. Thank God we need some offense. We got the win, amen. Thank God we got to get the dub. That means a W. We got the win, amen. You know about that, auntie? We got to get the dub, amen. Christians, I'm getting tired of the L's. We need some dubs. Jesus don't walk around calling us this loser. I want some, I like the win, Okay, what game I play, I like that. I, I came to the game because I, I know, I think I can win. I want to win. I want the dub. You're going to draw four. You're going to do what you got to do, but you ain't going to get my dub. No. Lisa keep beating me, buying uh, the, the, the richest thing on the Monopoly board. And then she taught my son how to wiggle his way and do it. Amen. Both of them was whipping my behind the other time. Thank God. But, uh, yeah, technically they won that one. <laughs> you could strike a, a, dub, a dub for yourself, son, on, on that one. You got me. Uh, but I taught you well, though. You said, I'm going to do like Dad. Wait, before I go, I want to buy this, that, and the other thing he started doing. I said, hold up, man. You listen too well. Stop it. <laughs> Amen. But it was cool. I said, that's okay. My son could win. It's my son, you know, because in life I want to see him get the dub, too. You know? But we need to see how God's going to help us with five main weapons. Y'all ready? Number one, we got to learn how to confess and forsake every known sinful habit. See, y'all didn't know I was going to start like that. Wait, hold up. What about uniforms and looking good and having good cheerleaders and stuff? Good band? No, God's starting at the altar. Confess and forsake every known sinful habit, practice, or thought pattern you become aware of that is what contrary to God's perfect will. His perfect will. Is it his perfect will? Thank God. We see a honey we want to, you know, get with. We want to amen. Uh, get with somebody. Uh, 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 should I leave my wife? Lord, help me. Give me a sign. Or should I fornicate with amen? The girl next door. Help me. Holy Ghost. You know, the Holy Ghost going to be slapping you on the back of the head saying, wake up. Are you crazy? What the Bible say in all thy ways, what? Acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Because God knows we got a lot of paths. He put an S on that for a reason. Because we get all splintered in our psyche. We got spiritual schizophrenia. My God. And God need to come in and give us one Lord, one faith, one baptism. 
One God in all who can walk through and bless us to bless everybody else. Amen. God wants to do that, but we got to forsake. Confess and forsake. Number two, trust fully in the blood of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? His blood represents a few things. It represents his life, his power, and full authority to forgive every confessed sin. But some folks are walking in and unconfessed. What? Sin. You call them out when you know them. We're walking in what? Unconfessed sin. We need to confess. See, but after confessing, we must uh, uh, trust fully, completely, and entirely in the merits of his blood, the blessing in his blood. Uh, trusting fully in the blood of the lamb brings forgiveness, special power to live right, and heavenly authority in our battle against the devil. Amen. We're not going to be sleeping with the enemy. That means we can command the enemy. You don't command the enemy that you're sleeping with. No, no, no. You don't sleep with dogs and then get up, amen, with fleas all on you and thinking you're going to command the dog. The dog is like, you were just my best friend an hour ago. And the devil's like, loose here, Satan. No, what do you mean loose here? We were hand in hand. We kind of hand in hand right now. What are you talking about loose here? You can't kick me out. I'm one of yours. We can't cast our loved one out. That's the devil. You know, the devil, your loved one, how are you going to cast him out? God said there has to be a demarcation. There has to be a separation. You need to divorce everything from the devil, regurgitate it out. Your body has a mechanism. It helps you to throw up stuff you don't need. Amen? Amen. We got toilets in the house for a reason, y'all. We got to get rid of some stuff. We are spiritually constipated. God needs to loosen up some stuff and get out. Hallelujah. Anyhow, get out. Hey, in the name of Jesus, Kaopectate from heaven going to bless you in a minute. Pepto-Bismol from heaven going to bless you in a minute. Get it out, Lord. I need pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Hallelujah. Anyhow, that was extra from the Holy Ghost. That's not on my page. You can bless him for that, not me. <laughs> I'm enjoying it from the Holy Ghost myself. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Number three, y'all, remove all evil influences from your environment. Mm -mm -mm. Some poor souls are harassed and even tormented by demonic forces in their mind and inside their own homes. You cannot leave hell's gates open in and around your home. Uh, close them and get rid of them. Amen. You are defeating your heavenly purpose if you won't do it. Amen. We got to stop being hand in hand with the devil and learn how to cast the devil out. Jesus didn't have long conversations with the devil. He just found out who he was and then kicked him out. Who are you? We are legion. And God knew what, how many it was. He said, okay, I, I got to get a new home for them. Oh, there goes some pigs. Go ahead. And they got on them pigs, and the pigs knew what to do. They killed themselves, jumped off the cliff, and drowned themselves. My God, the devil want to kill, steal, and destroy. Kill the pigs. Go ahead. My God, it probably was some poor farmer. Hey, my pigs. And he went over there after them, probably. I don't know. That's not in the scripture, but maybe it happened. Micah, folks are, amen, going after what God has destroyed. Isn't that something? That's another message. Are you going after what God has destroyed? Are you going after what God has cast out? Are you marrying a demon? Are you, amen, working for the devil? Amen. We don't want to be working in a trespass zone, no. We don't want to, amen, park in a trespass zone, do we? No. We don't make a new home in the trespass zone, do we? I hope not. That's the place of Lodibar. That's the valley that has been forsaken. God, amen, has cursed that place. Nothing will grow there again. It's like the ground of Sodom and Gomorrah after God bombed it. Nothing going to grow there ever again. You go out there and have a geography lesson. You will see nothing's growing there yet and never will grow there. My God, that's the place where the devil has been cast out and destroyed. 
need. My God, there's stuff in my life I had to cast out and destroy. The devil was trying to, amen, mold my mind into a sinful, decrepit mind. But God woke me up and showed me the right way to go. I said, whoa, that's a better way. Wow. And I tried a little bit of it. Burdens start leaving. I said, whoa, burdens are leaving. I need to go all the way in and then get all the burdens off. Hallelujah. Since Jesus came into my heart. What a joy o'er my soul like a sea billows roll since Jesus came in to my heart. Hallelujah. Thank God. Which brings us to number four. Put on the whole armor of God. People know these scriptures. Which must be threaded by a strong prayer life. We forgot that part. In Ephesians six eighteen, Praying, it says praying always with all prayer. You mean there's more than one kind of prayer? Yeah. All prayer and supplication. See, prayer and supplication, it's not synonymous. There's two things you need to do. Prayer, supplicate. You keep on crying out to the Lord. Amen. You make your specific strategy known verbally. Amen. It should be scripture-based too. And then you're giving God back his scriptures. And then the human part of you is being made to humble itself and cry before the Lord. Amen. You turn off the phone and the TV and don't have any conversation with anybody, if any. You lock yourself. Amen. Shut, shut in and shut the world out and go for yours in God. Prayer closet. People don't hardly do that no more. We got too many devices. We, we're too preoccupied. I saw some tweens in the movie. I don't know why I went to that movie with those silly tweens in there. I'm trying to watch the movie. Here they are playing games on the phone. Oh, I bought this and that. Did you see it? I'm playing a game. Play me online in the game. I said, can y'all just watch the movie, please? Security. Thank God. And little kids in there that shouldn't be in the Spider-Man movie. My son, I went with him. He was an old, he was a teenager. We went, and this woman got her three or four-year-old. Mommy, which one is the bad guy? She, they're destroying the whole movie. We were like, oh, my goodness. Couldn't they sit somewhere else? <laughs> this is how we are, though. We, we got the wrong idea about things. We need to have the Holy Ghost mind. Then we won't have our faculties, you know, going after the wrong thing, ending up at the wrong place. And we'll be supplicating. Uh, Everything within me will bless the Lord. That's how David put it. Supplication needs to be Holy Ghost led. Use your faculties to, to bless the Lord. Lay on the floor and put your blanket down there, my God. Lay on the floor. Cry before the Lord. Amen. Supplicating. Taking time to do it. Amen. And it says in the rest of the scripture, and watching thereunto with all perseverance. That means you don't give up. Like mama said, mama Nars, keep the prayer wheel turning. Don't stop. Amen. Don't get a flat tire, my God. Keep it spinning. Keep moving. With all perseverance, you got to hang in there when folks, amen, tick you off and make you don't want to pray. You keep praying anyway. My God, find a means. Just start the prayer angry. That's all. God, I'm so angry. I wish you just come down there and slap the teeth out of their mouth. David prayed that prayer in the Psalms. He was angry that day. My God, I think, uh, and God did slap the taste right out of them people's mouths. My God. Touch not mine anointed. Didn't I tell you? My God, but you got to persevere. It's not about feelings. It's about the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is not in, in, cased in your soul. Uh, the Holy Ghost came to regenerate your spirit so your spirit can talk to God and God can talk to your spirit. And your spirit got to tell your soul what to do. And your soul got to tell your body what to do. Well, we got it backwards. Well, I love your body. I love your body. They got hymns for it. Songs. They're singing, I love your body. They just body, body, body. And then the soul is saying, yep, that's good. Keep that going. Oh, I like that. Eros, that's something good. Woohoo. And then your spirit has nothing to say about that. It's just drowned out. And now the body and the s- sinful soul is taking over. We're not supplicating at that moment. We're not persevering in holy righteousness at that moment. No. 
We're contriving all kind of things against folk when we're doing that kind of stuff too. Not just sexual, but it's amen. All kind of sociological dysfunctions happen too. And we start backstabbing folk. Amen. Contriving all kind of evil things. Amen. We begin to be sowers of discord. It's one of the things what? Jesus hates. He who sows what? Discord. Among what? The brethren. My God. God said, I hate that. My God. That's not supplication. See, you need the whole armor of God. People like to preach that. That'll preach a whole, I got my helmet. Ooh, they know all the verse, but didn't live it. The Holy Ghost didn't transform them to become one who has the whole armor. You see what I'm saying? Number five, and we're almost done. We got to surround ourselves with people of God who are strong in the faith. Friends who are strong Christians and in their right mind. Number five says it. The devil seeks to isolate us and annihilate us. That's what he does. Get you by yourself, then annihilate you by any means necessary. The devil thinks way ahead. Well, if I do this and this and that, their economy will mess up and then there will be no other choice but for them to do this. He deducts until there's only one way for you to go, and then we go on that way and click on the internet. Well, call that friend, text that one, get with that one. We know they're gonna, we're going to be able to control that one, so we do that. All the way the devil gets our, amen, fault, faultiness within us to do something that he's trying to get us to do. But if we had friends that could really tell us the truth, speak the what truth in what? In love and agape. I'm not talking about 98 kiss FM kind of love. I'm talking about the holy love of God that speaks the truth in a loving way. Not to amen, bring you down, but in hopes that you will be built up in the what? Most holy faith. God wants to do that for you. Amen. But we need people of God around us. You know what? We could fall down based on who we got around us. Or we could be lifted up based on who we are around. Because friends will make a difference. The devil seeks to isolate and annihilate us so that he could destroy us utterly. But there is strength in holy numbers of tight fellowship. I like to have tight fellowship with folk who are living right and got their right mind. Hallelujah. When they see me falling down a little bit, they help pick me back up. Come on, the devil's right there. Get up. You can do it. Pick up your sword. Let's do this. My wife does that for me, and I do that for her. Thank God. It's never the time when both of us falling. God will have one of us doing a pickup. One is the suspenders to keep the pants up. Amen. Thank God. I thank God for that. God knows how to do it. If he's in the center, he's going to do it. Hallelujah. You see, there's definitions that we got to live by. First John 2, 16 and 17 says, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is this. The world is characterized by these three lusts, which have been in, uh, interpreted as corresponding to the three different ways that Eve was tempted in the garden. And, oh, 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 and sometimes they say three different temptations Jesus experienced in, in Luke 4. However, you got to teach it right. The correspondences are not close enough to make it certain that John was alluding to any of those. Instead, John was uh, uh, most likely making a short list of different ways believers could be lured away from loving God. The lust of the flesh refers mainly to desires of sinful, uh, sensual pleasure. Uh, in other words, things not prescribed by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost didn't say, uh, I'm leading thee, go to the breast bar and make it rain. I have given you the path. Oh, the Holy Ghost led me to go to the breast bar. I'm going to make it rain up in there. I don't think the Holy Ghost going to do that. No, no, no. Go ye therefore into the whorehouse and have thy fill of lust through the day and night. The Holy Ghost is not going to say that. Uh, I bid thee nay. Nah. Got to be what? Prescribed by the Holy Spirit. 
That's the lust of the flesh. See, and the lust of the eyes refers to covetousness or materialism. Oh, I could get a bigger boat than that. Oh, I could get a better car than that. Oh, I could get a better this than that. Oh, you got the PS8? I got the PS29. What you got? Oh. Materialism, just craziness. Keeping up with the Jacksons. Um, the pride of life, what does that refer to? Being proud about one's position in this world. You know, we use all kind of uh, uh, means to do that. Even uh, uh, domestic names. You know, I'm the oldest. One time the devil got at me, I used my oldest label. I'm the oldest, so I could do this or that. So I could, amen, make my brothers and sisters sad about something. But God didn't give me that title to make people sad, amen, but to be a leader of light, liberty, and the pursuit of holiness, amen. Thank God. Uh, uh, Elder Gwen, I hope you wasn't led of the enemy to, to, to do that. You, you the oldest. Sometimes the oldest get tempted with that. My God, and we make our younger siblings do things that we have no business making them do. You know, but we were little kids. We were little kids. We grew out of that. When we, we put away childish things. Hallelujah. Anyhow, thank God. Thank God. Lisa saved the day because God didn't allow certain things to happen to her mind. Amen. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> what, what, what about verse 17 uh, uh, of First John? The world passeth away. John highlights the brevity of life. Isn't, isn't life short? It's like that. James said it's, a, it's but a breath. Amen. It's, it's like a vapor. Goes away quickly. We got to do what's right. We don't have much time. Every word we say, now we got to make up for that word, if it's good or bad, my God. Hopefully it's good, and you can let it keep on going. If it's bad, now you got to make good of that, my God. Not just say, kind of say sorry, but you got to make amends. Bible say even give gifts after you are sure that the person has received your good apology. Then you bring a gift. Leave it at the altar. That means you got it right. That's what it means. You can't be consumed with this life and be unprepared for the next. What a tragedy it is to live as prodigals. My God, investing our resources in what will not last. Some have never come into the knowledge of the truth, having a submitted, surrendered, and protected relationship with the one Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And lastly, perhaps the best wisdom about the offense of the Christian warrior uh, we can gain from Jude is to seek wisdom. Somebody say, seek wisdom. I'm not talking about like King Solomon because he messed up. He was like, I want to be able to judge the people right. But then he became a what? A man of the people. The devil switched it and made him become a man of the people. He married an Egyptian queen, and then everything went down after that. My God, they started worshiping idols. All kinds of stuff happened. And he did it for political reasons, but that, you're supposed to do it for spiritual reasons. Amen? And move in the grace of God. Not in what you can finagle and, you know, ju uh, uh, juggle and manage. No. Stop trying to contrive and figure out. Stop being a little smarty pants. My God, thinking you could maneuver. My God, become a little witch, a little warlock. Thinking you can control people by giving them a half truth and, and, and making them bend and do this and that. Why don't we just be honest and truthful and let the chips fly wherever they will. Let them fall wherever they will. If it's nay, then you need nay. If it's yay, then you need yay. Stop trying to have your own way. Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah. I, I hear my dad's old voice. I remember my other dad, my, my, my marriage dad. And he said, uh, 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 I'm not fussing, I'm discussing. Hallelujah. He said, some folk may be sitting out there with wind in your jaw. Well, amen. You either going to be, amen, shouting glad, or what's the other one? Fighting mad. Hallelujah, anyhow. But I got to what? Teach the truth. Thank God I got that coldness of the prophet right now. Amen. Your little motions ain't going to stop me. Twitching of your eyebrow ain't going to stop me. Amen. Just, just pull your little toes and your stilettos. Thank God. See, we must acknowledge God about all of our ways, all of them, submitting completely to his directives. 
Thank God. And we must always stay submitted to the power of God. You know what false teachers do? They depend on their, their own will and their carnal discernment. But true Christian uh, teachers stay submitted to God since he alone equips them to successfully do what? Fight the what? Good fight of faith. And we got to resist the devil until he leaves. Keep resisting. That means resist means fight. Because if you look at them old war movies where they're doing bows and arrows and catapults and throwing fireballs and all, they're like, resist. That means fight. They're trying to knock the castle wall down so they could get in there, make a breach, and all the soldiers get in there. That's how the devil does us. But that's how we should be doing the devil. Don't run from the devil. Defeat the enemy. Fight the good fight of faith. Get some, amen, some, some, not just defense and blocking, but some offense and get some points. We're trying to get that dub. I told you. We're out of here, but. Don't forget this. A true Christian warrior must have a positive encounter. What's an encounter when you meet up with Jesus? How many want to meet up with Jesus? Uh, when you meet up with him, though, you got to come humble. Amen. You got to say, Lord, hear him out of worship. Hear him out of bow down. Amen. You got to make it right. Oh, get it right. After submitting to him exclusively as his student, which is a disciple, and to be governed by his commands. Uh, that, that means that, yeah, you have really now encountered him correctly. The enemy wants to shake the grounding of our, uh, our confession of faith. Uh, he, he, he hears us and sees us make these confessions, but he wants to, uh, you know, turn us around before it gets real, you know, solid. If it is in Christ that you stand, though, then nothing terrestrial on this earth or celestial in heaven can separate you from his love. Isn't that true? Nothing can move Christ except his own will and your will. He gives us free will. He don't want robots. He wants you to want him. And if you want him, you got to prove it. Amen. You got to go after him. If you diligently seek him, he's going to allow you to find him. And then he's going to give you abundant spiritual power, fill you, transform you. Are you going after him though? I tell you, some of us, we spend more time, you know, looking at what show we're going to look at and, you know, what other stuff we're going to buy and eat. And, well, there's a sale over there. That's all we care about, all this stuff. But what about our soul? Are we feeding our spirit? Do you want the mind of Christ or the mind of this untoward generation of unbelief? Which do you want? Of course, the devil wants us all to engage in an ongoing tug of war between our soul and various powers of sin. Will you stand the test of time, the test of the yielded and shielded? Have you yielded yourself to the Lord? And has he now become your shield of faith? Has he? It is a test of submission. Who or what will you give yourself to? My final inspiration comes from the uh, conclusive, uh, conclusive uh, remark of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Romans concerning the proper response to the redeeming power of Christ Jesus using the New Living Translation in Romans 12, 1 and 2. You know it, but it sounds like this in the NLT. And so, dear brothers and sisters... I plead with you, I'm begging you, to give your bodies to God. See, that's where the supplication is. You got to make your body do stuff that it don't want to do through the Holy Ghost power. It says, let them be a what? Living and holy sacrifice. Give it over to him. Uh, The kind he will accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is that too much to ask? In other words, it's your reasonable service. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. You know, don't conform, but what be ye transformed? That's what it said. The NLT said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. He's got to bring it in. And then he's going to clean you up and put that in there and then seal it. He's going to seal it and then shield it with a helmet of salvation. God's going to do it. He could do it for you. Let him put his mind in there 
Amen. Then you will know what God wants you to do because his mind's going to be in here. And you will know uh, how good and pleasing, how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. You're not going to know until his mind gets in your mind. The test of the yielded and shielded. Will you pass the test? Will you pass the test? My God. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.